0: Okay, we're going to go ahead and get started a little bit early today. Today is February 20th, 2024. This is Fepe Akbar, Allergic to Bullshit, featuring Lean Dion. Alright, and we are live on the main, now monetized YouTube channel, which is a pretty big deal. We have been demonetized for such a long time, it was becoming increasingly difficult to keep the lights on. But as of about this time last week, we have been turned back on, which means I'm going to be releasing a lot of pre-produced YouTube safe content uh, related to what we're always talking about anyway. But I want to do a lot more of these topic-oriented short videos, and you'll see more of those in the coming days. I plan to do uh, pretty much a video a day in addition to our general uh, live stream schedules. Alright, let's see who's here in the chat. Cat Bunny Buffalo, Peace circle uh, Dua Simpera, Rocco Calzone, Michael Cervantes, Cubstar. Alright, we'll give a little bit of time for everyone to show up here. Usually it usually takes a few moments. And I may reinstate text alerts here very soon as well. I reactivated a couple of old sock accounts, so you may see a few people rolling in here that you haven't seen in some time. A lot of them likely under the impression that we had somehow been shut down at some point and that we just got back, which is never the case. Okay, let's see. Uh, Musk is sending a million people to Mars. We talked about this last night. Uh, Lauren Witsky is on a no-fly list and now she can't rent cars. Maybe we'll look at this. She's stuck in Denver, Colorado. The rental car company won't Rent or anything, but I've read her tweets, and with her temperament, I probably wouldn't let her use my car either. Uh, Trump getting sued for well, another judgment, 355 million. same in the political drama, selling golden shoes we covered that yesterday we were mainly talking about paradigm shifts, and what's to come? you know what's the point of what we're doing here? Are we attempting to alienate people? Are we being too exclusive? Should we be holding hands of the people who haven't figured it out yet because they're in the process of waking up? You know, Do we need to breadcrumb people? Um, and I've been saying from the beginning here that what we're actually doing is we're really driving a wedge between alt media and the off world stage. And there's a very important reason for doing so. And a lot of it has to do with quality control because right now we're being targeted by what I would call an active measure. Uh, there's an active measure targeting metascript awareness and auto-hoaxing. We've been looking at the predictive programming, concurrent programming, for some time now. And I've been often pointing out that the truth or orthodoxy is that this is the bad guys dropping hints as to what they're going to do. But I'm not convinced at all that this is the case. Instead, it's far more likely that our prefabricated histories are acted out reality TV style on the world stage for the purposes of documenting their prefabricated history. We notice the scripting because like all propagandists, all propaganda campaigns, it's about repetition. So the predicted programming, a lot of it is just repetition. Boring those neural pathways in your mind so you accept the fake news as true when they present it. But we've been noticing patterns. We've been noticing themes. Some of it's very specific. And there is a predictive capability here if you look at predictive programming appropriately. At a minimum, it undermines our concept of what media is when the news stories correlate to movies produced months or years before. And it's all about the timing of the releases to the target audiences. I mean, this is all propaganda analysis. We're demystifying predictive programming. But I'm convinced now That those of us who are calling things out as fake, for example, are being drowned out by an active measure. And what I'm specifically referring to is something we saw in the lead-up to the Super Bowl, where there were a lot of decoders predicting a false flag. They would say, Super Bowl 59 is this many days, this many weeks, from this event, therefore. It's a flawed methodology. It hasn't borne any kind of fruit. Nobody's predicted anything with it and i've been saying for some time that gematria calculators are really just bias confirmation apps we need to look at this a little more objectively and so the term active measure is a term used in the soviet union to describe political warfare that involves espionage propaganda sabotage leading up to assassination but an active measure would be something for example operation trust Operation Trust was a fake, anti-communist underground organization, kind of like Q, trust the plan, another active measure. And what do these active measures do? They nullify the target demographic, false hope, false leads, false intel, false sense of security, and it fills them up with a lot of mal mis-disinformation. And the QAnon movement was really quick to pick up on a lot of stuff that just didn't make sense. It was like, this is not politics anymore. Where suddenly, they're looking at Trump tweets and they're saying he he tweeted at 315. QAnon drop 315 has this word that aligns to this, and these words add to this number. So they were making all kinds of Kabbalistic calculations on the Trump's Twitter feed. It was insane, and it, it went on, it went deep. So what I'm suggesting here is we're looking at a disinformation campaign that media decoding and false flag predictions are a big part of this and I do not predict false flags Uh, again uh, false flags don't happen the assumption of a false flag is the assumption that the event happens that these are real things and I'm saying no we are dealing with a simulation this has always been the case. But why are there so many anonymous predictors of future atrocities? There's a ton of them, and they're all anonymous. Like, if you had the inside scoop to some world-shattering event, why would you hide behind some obnoxious Twitter moniker? And not only this, but they're wrong all the time. Like, I was with them back in the summer, and they're looking at this Trump head wound stuff. They're trying to co-op Jurassic Liars' narrative, and they were all wrong. And the next day, I'm like, who's going to talk about this why were you wrong what was flawed here but gematria calculators are bias confirmation apps and they can get you to prove anything and they lead to endless failed predictions but the result of all these false predictions has been a flood of useless information but a flood of noise without any cohesive take and the fact that all of these prophets think that these events are real is very problematic Uh, And there are many of these internet prophets, and they're all saying the same thing. Trump's going to receive a head wound. He'll be crowned king of the world, possibly the Antichrist. Well, look, you can find plenty of predictive programming backing for some kind of Trump apotheosis, where he becomes Biff Tannen. You can find all this. However, that's a far cry from saying that they're going to do something for real, Then they're going to play out some kind of uh, role on a stage character so what are we talking about are we talking about crisis actors or real people have we not seen behind the curtain enough to know how scripted everything is and let's say it's not let's just pretend let's make believe that Trump isn't a scripted reality TV show star let's just pretend he's organic and he's going against the system well he's got to be dumb or insulated because he has not come across any information Outside of the mainstream media box. And look, politics exists within the MSM box. Uh, Trutherism is a subset of the MSM. They're not outside of that box. That's why it's pointless to follow any of these political leaders as though they're going to take you anywhere but in circles. But what I'm getting at here is this the QAnon cult uses gematria codes and timestamps on tweets to arrive at mystical um, revelation and these decoders on X, for the most part, are Q-adjacent in their methodology. We're not talking about skeptics or auto-hoaxers. And, you know, people can use Gematria, that's fine. You can use Kabbalah, you can use numerology. I, I understand what we're looking at here. You know, you're looking at various code, you're looking at symbolism, but there's a pretty big distinction between noticing patterns and making things match there's a there's something different about this one of them is you can't point at something and say these two things are connected if you add their names and numbers as easily as you can say these are connected on the way they reported by the terminology by the symbolism like I like to go with what we can point at but another thing too is I've been looking at a lot of these false flag predictors who are drowning out skeptics and a lot of them have a lot of this QAnon type expose the satanic cabal. So they're doing it to expose the satanic cabal. Now, all of this leads to one thing, mystifying predictive programming. And I want to maintain that predictive programming exists, but it's merely a part of a standardized propaganda dissemination technique. They're using repetition, conditioning, and suggestibility to make scripted news events more Unbelievable. Uh, false flag is a false explanation that mislabels fake events as real. Anybody who says false flag is not up to speed, they're not up to par, that's just a fact. They're using the wrong terminology, and it matters. Uh, This is a standard truth or take. Events are real, but there was a second shooter, or some other plot twist the media isn't telling us. They begin with the presumption that it's real anyone promoting false flag prophecies should be considered suspicious. Again, why would would a prophet want to hide? Unless they're avoiding accountability for being wrong. And another point that I've mentioned before is that the patterns in media are often mystified as AI, or synchronicity, or God. They invoke a higher power to explain these seemingly impossible coincidences. But when you recognize that they write the news in advance, decades of planning in broad sweeps, but there's a great deal of planning that goes into this. You're not looking at coincidences. You're looking at uh, what appears to be synchronistic occurrences, but it's all just storytelling. Foreshadowing. And again, the truth is that our history is written in advance and it's being played out in front of our eyes on the world stage, like a reality TV production. So my objective here is demystifying media, which is designed to mystify reality, to pull people into a lie augmented reality. And ironically truthers are led down rabbit trails intended to waste their time and steer them into world stage approved wrong answers. World stage approved controlled opposition. So in summary, the geometric calculator types who lead with that are not strictly auto hoaxers, and in many ways are adding confusion and noise to predictive programming analysis. Now, what I'm uh, what I'm doing here is I'm seeking truthful answers. I want to unravel lies. I want to deconstruct their artifice of mass deception. And what we have to do is maintain a distinction from Trutherville. Uh, trutherville is run amuck with mentanol addicts, hopium addicts, QA nonsense, gematria calculators, it's lost objectivity. It's become an alternative filter. So just because you unplug from the mainstream uh, doesn't mean you're closer to the truth, and one of the points of my screened reality graphic is simply that that the people furthest removed from objective reality are the people ardently seeking the truth because they know they're being lied to. It's a brilliant trap, you know, Some people are going to see through it because of their intuition, their instincts. So let's make sure that we steer them deeper into the labyrinth and make sure that they're ridiculed, laughed at, outgrouped, and exiled. Joined by Jennifer Reeves, Elephant Tusks, Mom with Sons, Matrix Man Adventures. He says, slowly planting those seeds works. See, I've, I've heard that before, but I no longer accept that. Now I'm all about paradigm shock. I think we need to push people off the edge. If they can handle it, if they can swim, swim. If they sink, let them go back to the blue pill comfort zone. But no more planting seeds. And the people who aren't fully past the mainstream argument from authority, the people who haven't become skeptical on that level, are going to stand out. And that's what we want to happen. We want to see who's on what side of the screen. Joined by Armoon Rai, Linda Curtis, Ted Stryker 2112 says, Glad you're feeling better. Oh yeah, my disease X has passed. I'm waiting for the next update. The next version of it. It was really strange. Like I said, I I caught it from my computer. My computer caught it from me. It was was a, a virus that I caught, I believe, from my hard drive. And it was right before the Super Bowl. It's like, how inconvenient. Because if something had gone down, I wouldn't have been able to have covered it. So I'm glad they didn't nuke Vegas. Oswaldo says, if the running active measures, what would be the counter? The counter is, we have to recognize that that zone, alt-media, trutherville, is full of contaminated mind junk. It's just, it's a wasteland. It's worse than the mainstream desert of the designated real. There's no objectivity. So the only um, uh, alternative to me is the parallel media, off-world stage, quarantine. Auto-hoaxers worldwide need to unite and quarantine. Once we've done this, which is going to happen this year, once we've isolated a a certain number of us, a critical mass, then we can go ahead and challenge the status quo, mix back in, and have these debates. But we really have to mentally um, quarantine. We have to understand who's on the wrong side of the screen and call them out appropriately. Oswaldo says, don't gematria calculator me, bro. That probably adds to six six six. See, here's my issue with the date thing. Like, I think it's it's intriguing, and suggestive of predictive programming, that the queen dropped dead, one thousand seven hundred and seventy six days after the first Q drop, or I think it was nine hundred and eleven days after the pandemic was declared. We have uh, new. King coronated, crown coronation. You, there are many fascinating relationships, but it seems like there's a lot of people just shooting from the hip, drowning out the field. It's like, um, it's like I don't know. Maybe a lot of board transvestigationists found a new hobby, predicting false flags. It's like, look, everybody's predicting it, so you're not even going to be able to be the one that called it in advance at this point. But it's become some kind of an awful contest of engagement bait, click bait. Um, And the thing of it is, ironically, none of the people predicting the events know the events are fake. Appreciate the super chat there. Thanks for all you do, Tim, says Symbia. Tusk says, the QAnon crowd are always happy when bad things happen or rights are taken away because they've been convinced it's part of the plan. It's a doomsday cult. It's an online doomsday cult. And they're bloodthirsty, and they want to see a bunch of Democrats die. But what we're doing now is we're building up. So this, and everything that you put into the super chat goes into the maintenance of the think tank. And I don't expect to have any kind of financial obstacles after probably, I think, about six or eight weeks from now. We should be completely caught up, and it'll be routine, just like it was in the very early days of the IPS. And that's really the reason they demonetize us. They try to make it difficult to network. And what we have here, the think tank, is a network. And it is the ground zero of a separate body. The parallel media, not alternative. We're breaking up with the alternative media. And they're going to hate that. They're not going to want to let you go. Even though they hate you because you're just an auto-hoaxer, they're not going to want to let it go. Especially if they get some kind of inkling that you're right because then they have to admit where they've been wrong. And if you can't admit that you're wrong, you're not gonna get anywhere. Like I've been wrong about a lot of things. I used to sit around with roommates watching the ISS footage thinking it was real. And I was even a computer animator at the time. I was doing Final Cut Pro, special effects, green screen, and here I am bamboozled by NASA tunes, by the religious art of the Church of Nasatology. Joined by Druth says 33, G33 has joined us. Antichrist Denier says they're trying to impose their satanic worldview that life imitates art rather than art imitating life, blending all media into their false reality. Yeah, it's it's definitely the case that life imitates psyops, and the psyops are definitely imitating art. We live in a psyop-driven reality. This is what I mean. Okay, so let's say we're going to write the history in advance. We're in the capstone level of the pyramid, here at the top of the lie world order. So we write it out. Okay, 30 years from now we'll be on Mars. Uh, This is what society is going to look like. This is the temperature. These things will be extinct. Like, you write out your story kind of long term. You pre-plan out the wars and the major cultural shifts. Then, Since you already have your news written in advance, you have your actors who play it out on the world stage, as unlikely as it all is. But in order to make it seem organic and real and believable, they reinforce this false reality in advance with predictive programming throughout media, entertainment. All the storytelling goes to driving this one singular story, you know, history, or his story, and who is he? Big brother. They're telling Big Brother's story. Antichrist Denier says they've convinced people to see that real life is like a movie. That public consciousness has been conditioned to accept the false reality as true. Well, they've merged the two. And you'll notice whenever there's a major psyop, op they bring out celebrities. Celebrity actors, celebrity sports figures. They bring out movie stars to help make it real. They have merged the two. And I think this is one of the secret meanings behind 9 11 the two into one, the alchemy of Stanley Kubrick's work with 2001 Space Odyssey, again, 2001. It was all a reference, I think, to the merging of the two worlds the movie world and the real one. Man merging with the monolith. All of us having our realities filtered through our handheld monoliths, our iPhones, our little black mirrors. And what we have done is we have accepted the screen as an argument from authority. It's like a Bible. You know, many atheists are like, oh, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in Bibles or devils or flood myths. That's silly. But they believe in global warming. They accept an argument from authority. And they have accepted essentially what I would consider to be a religious paradigm. It's just dressed up as science. I think all we're waiting for now is for Gaia to make some kind of a personal manifestation, perhaps as AI. Dewis and Paris says, IPS is the equivalent of someone in a movie theater reminding viewers it's only a movie. Yes, yeah, spoiler alert. You know, we're offering spoiler alerts for the world stage. And it is very much like Mystery Science Theater. If you look at the premise of that show, people are kidnapped and held hostage by hostile aliens forced to watch bad science fiction until they go crazy does that not describe the modern world bad science fiction till we go crazy it's what NASA is bad science fiction to take you out of reality which is making you crazy but you look at these big events like the moon landing these big events what they do is they synchronize mankind's attention and they get man to believe the same thing These are psychological operations, perception management operations. But every time they pull off a worldwide phenomenon, like a moon landing or some kind of big event, it synchronizes everybody with the movie. We're all on the same stage. We're living in an alternate reality game. CyGirl says, if cops plant evidence, that's not a frame-up. If they stage a sci-up and blame it on MAGA, it's not a false flag. Because we don't say false flag, no one to blame. Yeah, I I get rid of the word false flag or the term because false flag implies that people actually died and it exonerates media. We have to look at the media. It might even help to look at the mediation process as an active psychological warfare against mankind waged by the power elite. And if you look at media and entertainment as mind control primarily, then from that perspective, these aren't really false flags. Uh, These are simulated events, and the news media is the production company. When you call it a false flag, you can give the impression that a real event happened, and the news is reporting on it. But we have to remember, the news isn't reporting on these big events. They are producing them. They are not witnesses. And if we give them that objectivity, you give them plausible deniability, we give their version of things too much reality. So I Dispense with the term false flag. I'll use simulated news event. Even the term PSYOP has been appropriated. You know, recently Musk has been toying with the idea of news being fake, just jokingly saying, I can't believe still that people believe the news is real. And this is Mr. It must be real because it looks so fake. Like, he's got to be an, well, he is an insider. You can't be that high within this cult where you're involved in the space program And not be aware of the big deceptions doesn't mean they know everything but there's a certain point where they lose plausible deniability nobody's dying nobody's crying yeah that's kind of high security level you have to have a high security clearance to have that information most people don't know that okay let's see what else um CyGirl says, by not saying false flag, we confirm nobody's to blame. No, here's the thing. Uh, false flag is a scapegoat red herring, and it distracts from the fact that nothing happened. What? Do you, who are you going to blame for nothing, That ha- for something that didn't actually happen? You know, this is what I, I get into these conversations with certain people who are like, well, we think Israel did 9-11. And I'm like, well, 9-11 was a movie production, and the entire, uh, every government, every government-controlled media company, they all participated in it. This was a a global phenomenon, but it was a movie. So why do you need a scapegoat if you're not scapegoating the media itself? If you're still like, oh, we got to get these bad guys, or find these bad guys, or arrest that traitor, you're not looking at the apparatus of mass mind control itself, which is bigger than any of these bit players. You're missing the stage for the actors. You're missing the forest for the trees. So from this perspective, from knowing how fake it is, it makes no sense to go after these little red herrings. And what has Alex Jones done, for example, Bill Hicks? He's been running laps around a big fat tree called Sandy blank. I don't even want to say it on this channel. And people think he's fighting the truth. No, he's not. He's obfuscating the fact that there's a forest of fakery, but they get you looking at one tree because you're chasing one guy with one smelly red herring, circles and circles and circles. It's like at some point, we have to recognize that these influencers are there to conceal the enormity of the fake powers of the elite, which is their main power. They faked nukes. I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than this. They convinced the world that they can push a button and blow stuff up. They've convinced the world that they have godlike powers. They've reorganized geopolitics on this premise. And what I'm saying here is that the, these are Uh, you know very powerful psychological operations perception management operations but it's also trauma-induced mind control and I think primarily we're dealing with mind control this is why I don't think it's useful to even consider organizing red pillars it's like why would you try to organize patients in a mental asylum who don't know real from fake who are triggered by the images on the screen because they don't know the difference between agitprop and reality Uh, I'm specifically saying that auto hoaxers are the only true media skeptics. There is no skepticism within the mainstream or alt media of their own stories. They don't begin at a place of skepticism. They begin as auto believers. Auto hoaxers are skeptics and need to quarantine and step back from the screen. And those who are on the wrong side of the screen, you know, enjoy the nightmare. Enjoy fighting a, a losing game because the only winning move is truly not to play. Appreciate that antichrist denier support there via Venmo. Appreciate everyone's help here. Everyone's comments, everyone's contributions, you know, especially people who disagree. You know, if it wasn't for disagreement, I wouldn't have arrived at certain conclusions because I I examine disagreements You know, people are like, what are they spraying? You can't answer that. I'm like, wait, there's gotta be a, a trick being played here. Oh, I get it. What are they spraying? loaded question, shifting the burden of proof, ignoring voluminous material and research that suggests that the official version might have some substance to it. You know you can't make a argument or a claim without accounting for what's already there. You can't just dismiss it and make an argument from ignorance. I mean you can, but it's not something you can intellectually stand by. So I'm I'm glad that I've had plenty of people to oppose my opinions, because again, it's about fine-tuning the arguments, because what we're doing here is we're navigating our way out of a labyrinth of lies. Antichrist Denier says, it's hard for people to believe that all the world leaders are in on the lie. It's as simple as this, why would the controllers relinquish their imaginary powers? Okay, look, it's, it's not an exaggeration to see we live in a global doomsday cult. We live in the end times. The first time someone told me they believed we were in the end times, I thought, sad, naïve, backwards, archaic. These are the words that came to mind when this guy said, I believe we're in the end times. I was like, how sad is that? Not only that, but just how, I don't know, I guess arrogant, you were born at the right time, that it's all going to end just for you. But at first I thought, this is just um, a byproduct of an old operating system, a religious paradigm. But then the most up-to-date scientific minds today believe we're in the end times that the world's gonna end in nine years if we don't get rid of our carbon emissions or or whatever it is. Gotta give Al Gore more money give WEF more power to regulate or we're all gonna die. So the end times thing is built into our modern paradigm with plausible scientific ways it could happen rocks from the sky, atmosphere igniting because of nukes, they have all these various scenarios So we live in the end times already. That's given them tremendous power. I would say that reducing our frame of reference in terms of time is the equivalent of even truncating our view of the world in terms of space, reducing our ability to move around. They're constraining our minds, limiting our options. And much of the worldview formation power of this ubiquitous screen isn't in telling you what to think. It's in selectively choosing what you're paying attention to. That's pretty much how it works. It's about narrowing the range of options but setting a frame of reference. And the difference between the skeptic and the blue pillar or the truther is that the skeptic's frame of reference doesn't begin with the internalized concept of the world that they have prepackaged for us. Their lie augmented reality it doesn't have to be your primary source. You can have your own senses, you can live in the meat verse, and recognize that the metaverse is an augmentation. It's a filter, not a window to the world. It's actually the new hoodwink. If you look at the symbolism within the Masonic context, the people outside the temple who haven't seen the light are walking around with wool over their eyes. They are hoodwinked, purposefully. Purposefully kept in darkness so they can be ruled over. And my contention is that right now, the masses have a hoodwink, but it's clear. It's your digital veil, as uh, I think Salty Siren called it, which is a great way of describing it. it It's like a filter. Okay, let's see here. Antichrist says, if they have convinced everyone they have the capability of destroying the world with the push of a button, they have complete control over the subjects. Obedience through fear every single time. Yeah, and I'm like, when are they going to do it? when are they going to remind us? When are we going to get another example of how powerful they are? It's like, some truthers actually get kind of let down. They're like, oh, we were really hoping that the Super Bowl would have been nuked. We were really hoping this would happen. And I, I kind of understand where they're coming from with this. Like, you want some kind of conclusion. But I've kind of arrived at this, and this is from Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals number 9. The threat is usually more terrifying than the thing itself imagination and ego can dream, dream up consequences more than any activist perception is reality large organizations always prepare a worst-case scenario something that could be furthest from the activist minds and the upshot is the group will expend time and energy in creating the direst conclusions anyway his point of it is the threat of the thing is more terrifying than the thing you know, you look at these videos, they scare you when you're a kid. They kinda of hold that over your head. DNS five six one says the existence of Appleman charts and their use doesn't disprove a phenomenon other than simple condensation trails. No, the existence of the Appleman charts reveal that condensation trails are climate dependent. Now are chemtrails climate dependent? Or are they switching them off and on? that's the whole point is that if you're gonna posit the existence of chemtrails you first have to contend with the fact that contrail science exists and there are charts going back to the 50s where they can predict when these things will be formed so you have to actually debunk that or somehow I'm not sure how you're gonna do it but you know if you're gonna replace contrails with chemtrails you have to confront those charts. And no chemtrail believer has ever brought those charts up before. I've never heard of them until I looked them up. I kept hearing people saying when I was a kid, we had blue skies and a yellow sun. I'm like, are you thinking about like your crayon drawings? Like, Where, where are they getting this from? They said, we didn't have trails when I was a kid. And it's like, well, the chemtrail theory didn't really get popularized until the late 90s. However, these charts that the military have used to prevent their craft from going to altitudes in conditions which would create trails that would give them away these charts go back decades you can find observations on these trails going back to 1919 so these are not new and one other point though I've never seen a chemtrail believer who wears a mask it's like okay you believe you're being poisoned and you just go out there, naked-faced, and you're brave. Really brave. That'd be like a, a COVID believer, not wearing PPE. It's like, well, you're either brave or you're ignoring the science. Like, why are you ignoring chemtrail science? All right, let's continue. I was just reading through this article I posted earlier today. It was called, you can find this at timosman.blog, Active Measure targeting meta awareness and auto hoaxing and it is an active measure Shortly after that I published this article trutherism and fake fear Today's truthers don't seem adequately terrified of their own professed beliefs Many truthers claim to believe in satanic cabals consisting of Democrats and Hollywood elite vampirically feeding on the blood of children yet They seem comfortable sitting back and allowing the problem to work itself out. Perhaps another Trump term will fix it. But they seem awfully chill about such a horrendous belief. If I believed this stuff, I would be in church. I'd be praying, like the rosary. I'd be very religious if I thought that we had a bunch of satanic vampires eating children all over the place. But truthers who know this stuff, or they believe they know it, they're not really doing anything, which is weird to me like they were all, save the children, save the children in 2016. Well, those children are now going to be voting Democrat because you didn't save them. But then you have the Chemtrail truthers, and they say, the skies are poison and toxic. We're facing certain extinction because of geoengineering. This is the end of life as we know it. No more blue skies. But they don't wear masks, and they vape. Show me a Chemtrail truther and I'll show you a vapor. Then you have others who fear 5G towers. They say 5G towers are human bug zappers. They will kill you, but they don't wear aluminum hats. So wait a minute here. You believe that that tower is killing you right now, and you're not wearing any kind of protective gear? So how can I take a threatening proposition seriously if the person telling me to be scared is not acting scared? They're not really selling it to me. Uh, Some truther yesterday said, well, I'm not afraid. I'm just warning other people okay wait a minute you're not afraid but you're warning other people because they should be afraid again it doesn't quite make sense like a lot of these end times and end of times doomsday types why aren't they off the grid yet so today's truthers don't seem paranoid enough they don't really seem all that scared so either they're super brave or they don't really believe it and I've been steering clear of alarmism End times, doomsday fantasies, the current fear, the current alt-media phobia. I think the current thing to be afraid of right now are military-age men. Military-age men with traditional values coming into America. Apparently, they're going to go into sleeper cells and then kill us all. And they say this every election cycle. This is all just alarmism. Current things that they fear the current thing of the week. But I ask myself, why aren't they taking meaningful action? It's almost like they've been conscripted to be carriers of targeted propaganda messaging, which got me thinking, maybe they are the target. Think about it. If we're living in a situation where we're all being uh, targeted by propaganda intended to keep us in a state of fear and insecurity, well, what better way to put the people who are waking up into a state of chronic fear and insecurity load them up with propaganda and tell them this is the real truth and it's just a bunch of scary crap and it never leads to anything and there's never a doomsday and none of their fears ever materialize I would say that the red pill community is largely consisting now of propaganda mules who are actually carrying ammunition in the info war that is against their own interests And I mention this again because fear is the main weapon of this worldwide media mind control apparatus. That's undeniable. So, why carry ammunition in, an, in a rigged info war? False flags never happen. Predictive programming is just repetitive messaging propaganda. So, at this point, look, we, we're here, we're in, in uh, February 2024. I think it's safe to say that we need to question the motivations now and the judgment of anyone insisting people died, if they don't have evidence. Show me the blood. Ashley Babbitt didn't die. If that fact doesn't compute, then your reality is framed by establishment media-driven narratives. If you can't compute the fact in your bigger assessment, your wider assessment, if you can't compute that Ashley Babbitt didn't die and Trump is in on it, yeah, your head's in the screen. Your head's been, You're in the media matrix. And what we're offering here with skepticism is let's replace the agitated, cognitively dissonant inner war with something less reactive, a skeptical take at what we're really looking at. And why should I react when they say? They say jump? Like how high? No, I don't think so. They say jump, they say cry, they say donate, they say react. I'm like, uh, I need more facts. I'm going to suspend judgment, and I'm not going to be shamed, goaded, or coerced into taking sides, because I don't have enough information, and you don't either, by design. The way they roll out these news stories, and it's becoming increasingly clear now, they don't want you to be the most informed person first. Like that last shooting at the Joel Olsting church, he wasn't there, sadly. But we had this fake shooting at his church, and a number of false narratives were spread about the shooter and these were allowed to percolate to make everybody on the right look like they jumped the gun like they chose a suspect that fit their biases and then later you find out hey look they were wrong well they were led to the wrong answers and this is a standard procedure this is why I say it's better to suspend judgment let's not rush to come up with the full story as though we're competing with the media and regurgitating and offering a spin no rather we're suspending judgment and assessing the facts You're not supposed to suspend judgment. You're supposed to believe, believe, believe as fast as they can pass it on to you. Uh, Thank you very much, Symbia. We at IPS appreciate your support. Keep shining IPS. Oh yeah, our tank is actually shining right now. And we know exactly what we're doing. We have a plan here. Uh, You know, we have a 30-year plan mapped out. And the, the plan is simply to revolt intellectually against lies that insult our intelligence. I refuse to believe BS. Like, look, you can show it to me. I'll look at it. I'll consider it. But I'm not going to, like, download it into my mind. I have critical thinking. It doesn't work like that for me. I don't have mates. I've been inoculated against this mindware stuff. Mindwar stuff, excuse me. malware for the mind. Mango Penguin says... Take a break from the distractions and take time to appreciate some poetry. I live by these words I share. They're brazenly honest and will give you pause to think transcendentally. Well, I'll say this. I totally appreciate the fine artistry of the world stage theater. I enjoy this work. I recognize what we're looking at. And I watch Netflix. I watch these movies. I just recognize, though, that entertainment is a subset of mind control. And I watch it with full awareness that they co opt the best in aesthetics. And I've been really intrigued by this ISS thing. In fact, I might just go tomorrow and raise some questions at the city council meeting about the space station. I've done it before and that video resurfaced recently and got like a million hits in the last few months. And I'm like, maybe I need to go back and bring some stuff up again about this thing because there's a few weak spots in this world stage worth pointing out. And one of them happens to be the space station and I just watched the movie about the space station and you have to compare the special effects in the movie to what NASA shows you it's revealing it's a juxtaposition they'd rather not have you consider more on that later going through your comments all right let's, let's catch up on notes here so my point with this though is is uh, truth is corrupt Media's corrupt. Alt-media's corrupt. Uh, Truth Reveal is not pure. And not only is it not pure, but it's targeted by an active measure to completely liquefy anyone's concept of reality, where anything goes. This is worse than Mandela Effect reality fluidity. This is JFK Jr. came back as as Vivek Ramaswamy to be Trump's uh, vice president. Like That's where they're getting. It's pretty bad. Now let me play a clip here. because I want to show you just as an example where we differ from those who are promoting Infowar. Because look, I'm not an infowarrior. I don't believe that the Infowar is worth fighting. I think it's a losing game. I'm taking an anti-war perspective. But this is typical rhetoric of someone who believes that it's all real, or at least he pretends to, and the level of agitation is what I'm pointing out here. It's entertaining, yes, I get that, but, like, is this rational, I guess, is what I'm asking. This is Alex Jones talking about how he smells blood in the water, and he makes, he's like a shark.
1: I smell, I smell globalist blood in the water. I'm like a big old 20-foot long great white shark. (laughs) And I smell a lot of blood, of the political
0: lifeblood running out of you. Anyway, he goes on one of his rants. He's not talking about eating his neighbors, but here's where it gets interesting. Because I'm just showing you here. He goes on these tirades against the bad guys. And this is the gold standard of trutherism.
1: And when we're done with you, you'll wish you'd never been born, you trash. You murderers. You've killed 20 million innocent people. You've shot up millions of children that are flopping around like dead fish, dying. You are absolutely disgusting filth. But you see the power you had and the levers. We could depopulate. We could control. We could corrupt the medical system by getting them on board with it.
0: Anyway, on and on. Depopulation, same stuff for years. And I'm saying this is all hype. A lot of it's Bubba effect, run for the hills. And I think it's fear porn. That's Pretty much the bottom line, and that is the point. The point of it is they want the people who are seeing through the illusions to be plunged into a deeper state of fear. They want to make the boundaries of the matrix unattractive. I'm going to wander and see what's going on over here in Trutherville. Oh, no, thanks. I'm going back to sleep. They make it unattractive, unappealing. Why would you want to know this stuff? Why would you want to go crazy with all this information? Awokeism is just as crazy. You know, the red pill is the right version of wokeism the wokes are just as crazy the wokers they're all insane but they're insane because they've been fed a steady diet of agitprop designed to make them adopt the extremes of the political horseshoe so they stay engaged so the people who should be freeing themselves of the info war of the mind war itself are actually becoming increasingly engaged and distorted as they take sides. and Let's see here. Going through your comments. Sylvia says, what are they pumping into Jones lately? He looks extra cooked. Well, there's nothing new about it. I mean, this has been his, his spiel for a long time. He used to cry about the New World Order. A lot of emotional appeals. And I'm just at a point where I don't see the value in it. I don't see the value in getting agitated. I don't think I lose the moral high ground because I'm not trying to create a militia to go chop the heads off of feds. Like, I'm an inactivist, I'm a peacenik, I'm anti-war. If being anti-war makes me a bad person and being a truther makes me a good person, then I'm like, well, what's so good about being inundated with all kinds of baseless phobias? I think I'll just take a chill pill here. You can keep your menthol laced red pills. Cheesy cool says, God, I appreciate the genius of Bill Hicks, though. I don't think I could play an Alex Jones character either. Look, if Alex Jones isn't Bill Hicks, he's funnier than Bill Hicks. If he is Bill Hicks, he's genius as a performer and all that. Like, I have nothing against him. It's just that he's a fake canary in a fake coal mine, and his job was to hide the reality of the world stage theater. I have no real interest in being critical of his work because I know where he stands. Same thing with anyone else on the world stage. I watch CNN. I know where they're coming from. I I just think it's important to know where people are coming from and to recognize that truthers are on the same side of the screen as the world stagers, as the mass media itself. SciGirl says, just because the police forced those shops and restaurants to close and ruin their businesses doesn't mean it was just a laughable hoax. Well, we don't really have free market, that's for sure. Although, I think that maybe you should take some comfort in the fact that nobody died and the entire thing was a... I think we all know what it was at this point. Like, it's been four years. And I'm not carrying water for alt-media whatsoever. The anti and the pro are part of the same system. That's been pretty clear to me. But what I think we need to emphasize here is the fakery. I think too often truthers want to de-emphasize the fakery. They think, oh, this is just a tactic. It's all real, or it's about to get real, and it's about to get kinetic. Let's arm up. Let's get ready to fight. It's like, no, um, that's not how this works. The fact that they have you bracing for an attack means you've been conquered. It means big brother's raised his fist, and you spend your entire life in a defensive posture. And I'm not in a defensive posture. I don't feel personally threatened whatsoever. I'm not afraid of nukes. Drop one here in Albuquerque, drop a nuke here. What do I care? It's all gonna be a sim anyway. And, And the way they would do it is, they would probably have some strategic demolitions in an area already cleared out, crisis actors, AVR, and then everybody has to lock down for a few weeks. But um, I would also let the victims speak for themselves. You know, because you have to remember, we like, oh, look, all these poor, oppressed businesses had to shut down. You do realize that many of those businesses are owned by liberals and Democrats. You do realize that more than half the population not only acquiesces, but agrees with what you might feel to be tyrannical. The right wing is like, oh, they're taking our rights. And the left is like, take our rights. You know, one side is 100% porous, open to everything, inviting everything in in love with big brother and the other side is closed off but the fact that it's bifurcated tells you something there will be no unanimous agreement you will not change the system from within you will lose the info war every single time you want to pick up info and throw it at the other side they throw some back it's ceaseless you're never gonna win you can't win because you're in a mental asylum you really are the world stage is a mental asylum and that's putting it nicely Harman Walker says, Infinite Plain Society, he's not even controlled info, he's 100% a liar, just think no one with feelings would refer to the fish as, oh, the children as fish flopping. Oh yeah, well, it's hyperbole and comedy. Now, is he a liar? He's a confabulator, sure, sure. Jones or Hicks, doesn't matter, yeah, absolutely. I just don't think that we need to put them in separate categories than their mainstream counterparts. Like, alt media is fake. Alt media is a subset of mainstream media, and that tells you everything you need to know. But again, I'm emphasizing the fakery because nobody else is. People want to minimize it, they want to hide it because it's the dirt. It's the secret. The big secret is fakery. The big secret is the existence of this invisible war, this replacement religion the weaponized superstition and mass mind control trauma-induced mind control trauma bonding with mass media it's sophisticated we're generations deep into it there is no escape from it or rather um, there's no escape from it if you follow any of the pundits out there or any of the religious paths no one's gonna tell you how fake anything is This is very controlled, gate-kept information. We've only arrived at this because we didn't stop. I'm like, okay, I'm looking further than just this one event. I'm looking for patterns, we're noticing patterns. We're networking with other people who have begun to formulate a composite or a picture of what are we really looking at here. And a lot of the things that we are discussing now are things that we've arrived at recently. Like we started to notice that predictive programming isn't just random in movies here and there but it's thematic, it's consistent, and it is often concurrent with the shows that are being released. Uvalde, for example, Uvalde school shooting, well, you had a show called FBI season finale that they canceled. Why did they cancel it? Because the storyline matched, like 100%, it matched the shooting. In the story, for the season finale of FBI, there's going to be a shooting, and this guy thinks he can prevent it, but He doesn't have a warrant, so he says, screw the warrant, I'm going to go rogue, and I'm going to save the children, and he does. In Uvalde, the children are being gunned down until some off-duty Border Patrol guy grabbed a shotgun and took control of the situation. And this show was scheduled to come out that day, and we have numerous examples, so there's no reason to pretend like the news media is reporting on real events. They're reporting on a reality TV show called History in the making. That's what they're doing. They're creating our history real time, like a reality TV show. They have a very, very heavy-handed control over the script as it's rolled out. It's not just the big psyops that distract people. It's the everyday stuff. It's the world view formation in progress. SciGirl says, inappropriate emotional affect, duping delight, or complete absence of any affect at all is the behavior of a human robot. Yeah, it's, it's definitely psychopathic or sociopathic, I guess you would say. It's a lack of self-control. But you'd also have to be a control freak and some kind of an elitist to happily take part in this stuff, to, to be a willing participant. And I think it is an elitist thing. I, I said this in 2020. I'm like, you know what? I think... That crisis acting is the new Hollywood. That getting movies is nothing these days. But to have a role on the world stage, that's where it's at. Like Travis Scott, World, where he auto-tuned like nine people to death. Yeah, that was fake. Benjamin Crump was there. People were saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Anytime someone says, I can't breathe, you say it three times, Benjamin Crump will show up like Beetlejuice. Did somebody say they can't breathe? There's like four different events I can count where that was the catchphrase. Even that fire at the Twin Parks building in in the Bronx. Anyway, uh, that Travis Scott thing was a psyop. It was fake and staged, and we discussed that ad nauseum, but my point of it is, I think that's kind of an elitist thing, an elitist privilege, to be part of the manipulation of the mass mind, to be in on it. And I do think they have a great deal of Duper's delight. Girl says, it's only a harmless hoax. Well, do you consider religion to be harmless? Like, here's a question. People who are raised, let's say you're raised in a strict Mormon environment, and you believe in Joseph Smith, and polygamy, and baptizing the dead. Or let's say you're raised a Scientologist. You start off as a Scientologist, your family's a Scientologist, you're cut off from anybody who's not Scientology, and your whole world view is built on the premise that the world's gonna end and we need to clear the planet of engrams okay now would you call this harmless I would say oh well, no I think it's warped I think religion is mind warping I think giving somebody a prefabricated worldview and telling them that this must trump your lived experience that this is the authority over your mind that you are not the arbiter of, over what you believe but we are no I I don't think there's anything right about that. I don't think it's harmless. And the MSM is the biggest cult in the world. It is the universal religion. But the fact that I'm calling it a hoax doesn't mean I'm minimizing it. It means I'm accurately describing it. If you're saying it's not a hoax, not only are you wrong, but you're adding to the fear porn, the fear hype, the illusion of threat, and the insecurity. Let's just call it what it is. It's a hoax. It's not real. This is an accurate description of the world we inhabit. We live in a global doomsday cult. They get in everybody's head and they program everybody. You can deprogram yourself if you choose to, but it requires that you remove the screen as a source of authority, uh, basically placing yourself there instead, and then analyzing it objectively, and reality testing its claims, and recognize that, hey, I will not be able to believe everything they tell me, because they won't supply the evidence. But the burden is not on me to believe. It's okay to be a non-believer. And what I'm doing is I'm fomenting a culture of non-belief. I don't need believers. I don't need hysterical alt-believers. I don't need the apathetic, run-of-the-mill blue pill types. What we need are thinkers and seekers who are objective and realistic and know what we're looking at and aren't afraid to call a hoax a hoax, a simulation a simulation. One of the things that is a major hangup for truthers is they're like, don't call it a hoax because they're gonna discredit us. You mean the mainstream media isn't gonna see you as credible? Like, we have to stop caring about the opinions of the brainwashed. All right, let's see what else we have here. Girl says, people who never paid attention to media propaganda were forced to shut down their businesses for a hoax. Well, okay, again, half may have been, uh, quote, forced, but how many of them were forced? You realize that they believed it. They, they, they were coerced into it. And the other half agreed with it and probably wanted to continue with it. But the fact of it is, it's a hoax. The fact that it's a hoax is good news and it's bad news. It means that the level of control is deeper than anyone would have suspected, and that we are a conquered species. That there's, it's not that it's one nation, or one political party, or a few bad actors. No. That within the human race, there's a group of traitors. There's a power elite who have managed to accrue power through knowledge disparities and plunging the masses into relative darkness. And they rule over us that's just a fact that's how this thing works and the information that we have is privileged information that we weren't supposed to have and it's very different from what conspiracy theorists believe but also I want to point out that if you're a good capitalist just because they make you close your store doesn't mean you would shut down it means you would evolve and they didn't let that happen for example I saw one individual on Amazon who realized an opportunity so he drove around to all the dollar stores and he cleared out the hand sanitizer filled up his garage what does that mean it means that he can deliver a much needed product anywhere in the world pretty much overnight and they pulled his account they said that was wrong for him to take advantage of the event it's like well capitalism happens to be a very effective way you know the free market is a way to distribute goods and services but no they wanted it to be government centric so what we really did see was government flexing over any kind of free market activity but you know to be an entrepreneur to be a capitalist in this world is it's not ideal but i remember immediately i started selling plague masks to be ironic and i did make a little bit of money off of it i sold bumper stickers like covid 1984 you know so what I think typifies what I think of as capitalism and entrepreneurialism is adaptability. I mean, I'm, I'm running a YouTube channel as a business and immediately they begin shutting it down. And so it wasn't just the the mom and pop shops being shut down. It was online entrepreneurs um, who were involved in, in discourse. But I don't, I'm still, I'm not trying to uh, minimize the fact that there are victims in the mind war. But what I'm saying is that this is a ubiquitous world religion. And not describing it accurately is a good way to stay within it. To think that you can beat the other side, or something like that. Let's see, let's continue here. Go through my notes. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's IPSInsider. We've been talking about trutherism and fake fear. Now this is really weird. i had never seen this before. In 2012, Lady Gaga was dressed up like the Wicked Witch of the West and she interviewed Julian Assange.
1: The Lady Gaga scene is footage that we licensed from WikiLeaks, so I wasn't in the room, and so you'll see it's a locked-off shot. But I'm actually glad that there is no coverage because it makes it more surreal in the way that it stands out. It's just incredibly revealing. Who is after you,
0: Mr. Assange? Formerly, uh, there are more than 12 uh, United States intelligence organizations and investigative organizations that are after. So, I mean. Those include, most importantly... So if you're just listening, it's just this bizarre scene of Julian Assange being interviewed by Lady Gaga who happens to be dressed up in a a witch Halloween costume. No explanation, no further context. Just one of those things. A new trailer for Alex Garland's Civil War just dropped. This movie's going to be out on April the 12th. There's been a lot of discussion about this movie.
2: Citizens of America... People a Florida
0: alliance. People have looked at this as predictive programming, which it likely is. So if there's gonna be a civil war like scenario, it's gonna kick off in late April. It's always after the movie. I remember when I saw Oppenheimer being scheduled for a summer release, it's like, well at least we know there's not gonna be a nuke dropped until after the summer. The predictive programming has to precede. Here's Klaus Schwab's daughter, Natalie, saying permanent climate lockdowns are coming, whether you like it or not.
3: Clearly, the system, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, that we had before is not sustainable.
0: So I see it as a tremendous opportunity to really to have this great reset and to use this huge flows you know, of money, to use the increased levers that policymakers have today in a way that was not possible before to create a change that is not incremental but that we can look back and we can say this is
1: the moment where we really started to position, you know, nature at the core of the economy.
0: So the permanent lockdown thing, the ubiquitous home lockdown is part of the future. I think that's part of the Mars program. In fact, right now there's talk about Musk bringing a million people to Mars and NASA is inviting people for simulations. And a Mars base is, it's basically like going out to a Siberia, just some distant outpost. Gulag, little prison, minimalistic, isolated. And if you look at what transpired in 2020, it was getting us acclimated to isolation, to lockdown. And I think that's the future. that ha- That's the ideal, anyway, as they dream it up. And if you look at the space program, no matter where you go, Mars, the moon, the space station, a simulation, Mars base you're talking about isolation and lockdown as a way of life. No free market, no cars, no wardrobes, no iPhones. A very ascetic lifestyle and this is being promoted as an ideal and I think it's fascinating because space communism is where the future leads and the capitalists who don't believe in environmentalism believe in the space program because they think it's a result of the success of capitalism and they, they follow the space program, they think this is the future, this is progress, but the space program leads to the exact utopian ideal that the environmentalists have been trying to achieve. this sustainability thing Okay, how many of you have heard this? There's Q, and there was, there's anons, but there is no Q anon. This guy I've heard this for some time. I've heard many people say to me, "There's Q. And there's QAnon, but there is no QAnon. And it's like a mantra. Well, this individual here, Alex Kaplan, has done some research on this, and he claims that this is a strategy. And what's fascinating here is there's a list of people here you're going to hear, a lot of people, all saying the same thing. A lot of celebrity truthers saying, there is no QAnon. There is Q, and there is Anon.
2: I'm Alex, the demon researcher. For the past few years, I've been covering the sprawling QAnon conspiracy theory, claiming that Trump is involved in a secret plot to take down satanic pedophiles in the deep state. And I've gotten my fair share of rollback from the QAnon community for scrutinizing its influence in our political system. Alex, Pee Wee Herman, Soy Boy, Kaplan. Alex Kaplan, you are a work.
1: Okay,
0: now a lot of these guys are mad at this, Alex Kaplan, but here's the thing. Listen to how they all try to deny the existence of QAnon. That I've seen pop up since 2020.
2: QAnon's not a
1: thing, it's Q and the Anons.
2: QAnon is not a thing.
1: Quote, unquote, I'm gonna use quotes for this because there is no QAnon, QAnon accounts.
2: There is no QAnon, obviously that's false, but it's something that's really caught on in the QAnon community. There is Q, there are Anons, there is no QAnon. It's not just randos on the internet though. Here's Lara Logan, the former 60 Minutes star turned conspiracy theorist.
1: QAnon is an operation that is designed to discredit whatever it is that's coming out of Q.
2: Or take the actors, Jim Caviezel and Roseanne Barr. It's not QAnon, it's Q and Anons. There's no...
0: It's not QAnon, it's Q and Anons. And then Roseanne, Roseanne's in on it too.
2: That thing is QAnon. There is the Q board, the Q drops, the Q map, and then there are anonymous people. There's no QAnon. And here's to...
0: There are so many people that say this, and it's ridiculous. There are so many accounts that call themselves QAnon, but this is something that stems from a Q-drop, I believe, where he says it's time to go undercover, there is no QAnon, but it's gaslighting.
2: For Watkins, the owner of the message board site where QAnon is based, making that same argument in a deposition before the House January 6 Select Committee, telling them, quote, the reason Media Matters and George Soros invented QAnon is to make a boogeyman. Hey, Jim, appreciate the flattery, but I promise you, I'm not that ambitious. Pee-wee Herman, that was a great...
0: It goes on, but this is a strategy, and I'm pointing out because I've heard about this very often. There are even people who call themselves, you know, QAnon Bob, QAnon Joe. It's like they they kind of missed it. Like, here's an example. This is an individual who goes by the name... This goes on for 10 minutes. I don't want to play too much more of it, but... There are so many people who repeat this mantra.
2: About John Sable, known online as QAnon John. Given his online nickname, the QAnon community's undercover strategy put him in an awkward position. So he actually told his followers the truth, writing that, quote, the mainstream media started using QAnon to write damaging hit people.
0: Anyway, that's enough of that. QAnon needs QAnon Anonymous. They're not going to break out of it. It's a Ponzi scheme combined with a doomsday cult. And it's a smear campaign against all conspiracy theorists. It's an active measure. And there are many of those. Like, I'm starting to not trust people who carry more than one Gematria calculator in their pocket. Because they use these calculators to imply a sort of order or a pattern that may not actually be there. I mean, a pattern should be self-evident. There's a point where... The more calculators you use, the more likely you're not going to be able to miss. We need slightly higher standards of evidence than that. Alright, let's continue. Uh, Neo-Nazis in Nashville going after reporters. Neo-Nazi groups targeting reporters who investigated them. Men wearing sm- uh, skull masks, carrying flares, and making sig heil gestures showed up outside the home of a Raw Story news reporter. So they're making uh, home visits there. I haven't caught up very much on the Taylor Swift news. I had Taylor Swift fatigue. But uh, the shooting following the event, we've talked about that, and how it had a lot of strange correlations with all these references to uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. And then we have this assassination, presumably by Putin, of a 47-year-old. And then we have that story of Alex Soros's magazine with some kind of implied death threat aimed at Trump with $47 on the meme. So this, you know, we've been noticing these patterns as usual, but there's a difference between picking up these patterns and forcing things to fit a mold and then trying to draw a hard conclusion, which is what I'm trying to separate from. Symbia says, what a bunch of dorks yeah i actually had people on the phone say that look he says you sound like an idiot there are Qs and anon's and there is no q anon i'm like i'm sorry but you're a q anon and you're not even anonymous you're not anonymous you have a moniker that's easily identifiable you're all using the same you're all traced there's there's too many big egos for any of them to be anonymous anyway and the biggest grifters are those who try to imply a personal connection with a Q, like they know something. Like this guy, for example. This is the purveyor of George Online, George Magazine, JFK Jr.'s magazine. He never says JFK Jr.'s working for me, but he implies it again and again. And here he is recycling some vintage 2016 Q conjecture, saying that Baron Trump is a time traveler. I mean, this is recycled Q lore.
3: How about this for first-rate clickbait? Come on. You love this. You got to stick around for this one. But first, let's talk a little bit serious because a lot of people on the left are saying, oh, Donald Trump, he's done. He owes 400 million.
0: Anyway, he's, he's always kissing Donald Trump's rump here, but he gets into the time machine. And I want to point out, too, he released a magazine called George Jr., which is a QAnon magazine for children. I mean, these are the people who are against groomers, and he he's even interviewed well-known groomers. There's a QAnon guy, Phil Godlewski, who's a convicted offender. There's recently in this magazine, it it if JFK Jr. is dead, he's rolling in his grave.
3: $35 dollars, he has that no problem. He has the other money no problem too. But everyone on that just needs to chill. But let's talk spoky dokie. Eerie stuff, because I know you know about this book. It's called the Barrett Trump Collection. By the way, it's a real book there, and I know it's backwards, but that's why I got to show you this way. This is interesting, because a lot of the things talking about this related to yesterday when Donald Trump gave a speech, because in this book, and by the way,
0: that's a... So he's managed to connect a Donald Trump speech from, like, last week to this book that was written in, like, 1896. And he talks about Donald Trump's uncle knowing Tesla. And he says, Tesla time travel machine. So I didn't know Tesla made a time travel machine. But apparently, they, this being the QAnon group, they believe that Barron Trump might actually be their savior.
3: speech to defend the accused men of Google Land. Google Land? Sounds like the internet. And I get it. Google smelt with one O, but he talks to the transparent folks. Quite frankly, sounds like you guys, people that are honest and want to know the truth. But how does Baron Trump defend the accused? He basically says, men of Google land, uh, this is not for a dark purpose. Look and judge for yourself. And that is exactly what...
0: Okay, if that sounded like incoherent babbling, it's because that was incoherent babbling. But the long and short of it is, a book predicted Baron Trump would travel through time and defend Trump against accusations of raping someone at a department store and inflating the value of his properties. Makes sense, right? This is cutting edge Q research. And this is a guy who put out the magazine George Jr. So if you have children and you want them to listen to this garbage, get George Jr. There really hasn't been enough coverage on this individual and this grift. He's one of the biggest grifters out there. And there hasn't been a lot of beef between him and George News, who we're more familiar with. But I happen to think they know each other. Because both of them were in the Trump White House at the same time. Okay, let's continue here. Going through my Twitter feed. Again, it's IPS Insider. Uh, One of my favorite channels to follow is uh, Les Luther, And he uses the term illusion warfare. Because psyops has been taken over. A false flag is a misnomer. And nobody should call anything a false flag without evidence. But he refers to this as illusion warfare. And he points out how they create these. It's perception management is what we're really seeing here. Bringing the fictional theater to your street. It's an age-old, effective, tactic, deception, illusion warfare. We've talked about dummies, dummy tanks, wooden tanks, fake military bases, dummy rocket launchers. Decoy operations are very common in the military. And the question is, are the Russian soldiers putting up dummies to trick Ukraine? Is Ukraine using fake rocket launchers to trick the Russians? Are they tricking each other? How are they tricking each other if we can see both sides? tricking each other. Like, obviously somebody's going to tell one of them, hey guys, nobody's fallen for it. Well, the truth of it is, they're both staging fakery and they're tricking the public. I think that's really what the bottom line here is. Ubiquitous fakery. We have to kind of stop looking at this in the frame of different sides and recognize that it's extremely unified and monolithic. Everybody agrees that we're going to Mars. Nothing else matters at that point. They're going to start shipping you off in your Hyperloop simulated space travel to your future space communes, which are actually beneath China, where you'll be farming potatoes to work off America's debt as unwitting slaves in fake space. I mean, that's I think that's the end result of all this. That's where it's leading us. And I'm not going to stop anybody. If any of these... Gloobers, these glurfs, want to go to Mars, I'll help crowdfund it. You know, you want to go to Mars, fight the flat Earth, show me your GoFundMe and I will contribute and share it. Like, please go to your simulation Mars base where you'll be in a Truman show and you won't even know it. I think that's the end game here. I mean, isn't that where we are already? What's the difference? The difference is moving people into fiefdoms, neo feudalism. Nicotrama says, Les Luther is the only other channel worth following. Well, we have to maintain this line. And it's it's not even a line, it's a screen. You're on one side of the screen or the other. You're in the MSM box, and that's your frame of reference, primarily. Or, you're in your own body. You perceive for yourself, and you recognize that that black cube is a reality augmentation device. And it's a filter, and it gives you insight into what's in everybody else's heads. It's merely an optional worldview, like a Bible. You don't have to internalize it, but this is the state religion, and the World State Church's Bible is that black cube, and they would prefer that you internalized it. That you don't even need to think for yourself, just put that thing up against your face. Strap it to your head. Joined by X322. Thank you for joining, Violet. Thank you for joining. DNS561 says, Who wouldn't want to be in a Matt Damon movie? Farming potatoes on Mars, exactly. That's your future. And I think it's ironic, though, that the people who believe in capitalism and freedom are the first ones who think that the future and progress that we're going to race for, if we can just get rid of government regulation maybe and have more freedom, it's going to be Mars. What's Go to the uh, moon bases. You know, progress. Let's enter the next stage of human evolution, driven by technology. Like it's this religious mission, if you think about it. You know, going to heaven and all this stuff. But if they actually attain it, what happens when you go to Mars? Well, you're leaving behind everything that's destroying the Earth. Carbon footprint, republicanism, capitalism, MAGA hats, AR-15s. None of that's going with you to Mars. Your toxic masculinity, yeah, keep that on Earth. So if you really think about it, this is, in my view, the long march through the institutions, the subversion that was going to have to take place over multiple generations because they couldn't get the workers of the world to unite because communism sucks and they like their increased standard of living from buying products. So how do we get them to not like their products? Environmentalism. Guilt trip them. But how do you get those who don't fall for that? To relinquish their material possessions and their freedom and their property well you sell them on the ideal of space travel as progress as the ultimate testament to the success of freedom so again space is space travel the space program is like a stalking horse for the worst kind of environmentalist utopianism and everybody falls for it Tomanoi 3 says future man season 2 Stu tells Tiger the truth he's not taking everyone to Mars he's uploading them to the digital realm where they will live forever now that's ominous you know I actually had this thought this morning I was thinking about Musk and his idea of sending a million people to Mars and I thought you know what he could easily do is he could create simulations of everybody and instead of blasting you to mars just blow you up and your ashes go into the sea meanwhile your digital version goes to mars and people can still interact with you through the internet like i mean he could literally just dump you somewhere and replace you and the person that people interact with is seemingly you i mean how would you know the difference and people are so reality impaired anyway Armin Ross says, do you think they will actually create caves to put people in? So they think they're on Mars, or will they do an ISS 2.0 with only actors and have people here wanting the trip? Good question. I think the answer is they have already created the caves. I think there's even a half billion dollar Mars preparation base in in the UAE. And I know China has, yeah, there's a few. Okay, so here we have the emirates mars mission they have some kind of a base I gotta find it construction of Dubai's Mars science city announced in 2017 and I know there's a there's like a there's a Mars base in China and it has to do with like it's kinda like an elitist thing which is kinda funny If you're rich enough you can go pretend to be on Mars a uh, China Mars base on Earth bringing unbelievable results. China builds Mars simulation in desert to train. Like, there are already Mars bases. There are already deep underground Mars bases, if you ask me. And if you look at Hyperloop, which is a term coined by Musk, Hyperloop technology could be used to simulate space travel quite readily. So could they ship off a million people to some underground base and have them think they're on Mars? Yeah but only if it was run by operatives who knew better. Just like that TV show I referenced the other day, Space Cadets, 12 contestants, low Earth orbit, half of them are actors, half of them are dupes. As long as the actors can keep the dupes separate, they won't formulate some kind of conspiracy theory about how it's all fake. So if you have a deep underground Mars base, and you start shipping in a lot of brainwashees. As long as they're isolated, quarantining would be a huge part of it. Oh, you arrive, you're gonna be in quarantine for three months. Like You're gonna be mentally quarantined. You're gonna be monitored. Like I think it would be very possible to convert people to Martian. It sounds kind of um, dystopic, but yeah, I don't think it's outside the reach. Mango Penguin says it's easier to fake it down here than make it up in space. I don't think the intention was ever to take us to space anyway, but to sell you on idealism. There's a book called Red Star from 1906, comes from Russia, and it's about building a perfect communist society on Mars and then demonstrating how good it is and exporting it back down here to Earth. So it has always just been a way to build a perfect model in our minds. So the objective here is to make Earth-Mars, not taking you to Mars. If they can get you to accept the premise that this is the ideal way to live, then you have to ask, why aren't we living that way on Earth? Why are we just going to kill Gaia? It's about a paradigm shift. It's not a coincidence that the New Agers call this the Age of Horus, which they associate with Mars. We're entering the Martian Age, where Earth is going to become Mars. And what does that mean? Green. Locked down. Ubiquitous lockdown, because we worship Gaia. Basically, it's going to be the um, sustainability model, primarily, reducing your carbon footprint. Ubiquitous home incarceration because you're somehow a carbon super spreader. I've heard some ridiculous arguments from some people who say it would be easier to go to the moon than fake it. If you hear any arguments like that, um, it's because it's like the new talking point. It's also ridiculous it's a talking point because they're they're trying to I think dissuade people from including movie magic movie magic has to be included as a tool available to manipulators whenever we're looking at any mediated event and this especially includes nasotologies cartoons The fifth Buddha says, I believe the flat earth model is a workable model. Is it a model? Or is it just a question? Or is it just the conclusion you reach when you don't use a filter? Because you've never seen the curve. A lot of people claim they have, but they're curverts. The curve is in your mind. And that's why the question is so fascinating. That question itself tells you where somebody is with regard to the monolith, the monolithic media. Which side of the screen are you on? Because if you're on this side of the screen, you can say, I don't know. If you're on the other side, your default is the default answer you've been given. So you don't know, but you're gonna say what you've been told to believe. You don't rest there with a question, because question marks are offensive in a society where you shouldn't have any questions because they tell you everything you need to know. But we are taking a step back suspending judgment and as far as I can see it's flat and stationary as far as any concept of it being otherwise that is only arrived at exclusively through the screen so we have to put a lot of trust in the agencies that are constantly lying to us with visual lies that they're not lying about this one thing and it's not my fault it's not your fault that they don't provide credible evidence. Like they didn't meet the burden of proof. That's on them. You're not required to believe. It's okay to be a non believer. Being a non believer does not make you a denialist. And when they call you a denialist, it's merely a pejorative. They are, in fact, augmenting their realities with something they can't substantiate, which makes them liars, to be quite honest. Uh thank you, Nicotramus, we at the IPS support this and of course Everyone else here supporting this channel, we are going to keep this thing uh, growing over the next few months. I mean, this is the year, I think, that we're going to see the most activity in this arena. If there's any chance of forming a viable splinter, a parallel media, it's going to be this year when people lose their minds attaching themselves to the bread and circuses of an election year. Now if the earth was a spinning ball, or if it is a spinning ball, you know, I'll be the first to admit it, but for me it's really a matter of having a standard of evidence and it's not simply one picture that can do it. They also now have to explain away everything that would contradict their claims to be uh, viable witnesses, uh, people who aren't involved in deception, and my background in video editing is all it really took for me to start asking questions but they're just too many questions and the one that really has me today is the and this is something anybody can look at and I'm gonna mention this very soon uh, probably at a city council because I watched the space movie ISS and I was looking at how they created the illusion of spacewalks and I compared it to the NASA spacewalks and it's very obvious and once this is said anybody who hears it will be forced to reckon with this you can't deny it the spacewalks are shot under water and you can prove it by looking at the lighting I used to point out the bubbles but they said "Oh, that's space debris and funnily enough in the new movie they put space bubbles floating around at the very beginning I think they did it to kind of cover this up but the lighting is diffused and the light diffusion the light loss is is 100% consistent with light loss you get in underwater nighttime uh, video footage. So if you go underwater at night to film manta rays at the bottom of a lake or something, you're only going to see so far because the water is going to diffuse the light. And that diffusion that limits how far you can see is evident on spacewalks, but only on their videos when they're moving around. There's still photography, you can see for ever you can see the earth down below but these things are problems for them because they can't go back and edit this stuff they've been using these techniques for years and it needs to be called out if there is a there's an Achilles heel in the space program it's not Apollo 11 it's not looking for curve and debating people who believe we're on a globe it's actually looking at the movie magic and saying we can't have an intellectually honest conversation about the nature of the world without considering the uh, filter through which we're getting all of our information and if you think they're not using special effects you are um, ignorant and that's one of the big blind spots today is this visual illiteracy where people don't know they're looking at special effects I came across this article a couple of years ago just before he died Douglas Trumbull special effects guru for 2001 Space Odyssey, said that scale models and organic props look more realistic 50 years later than CGI stuff after a couple of years. That the CGI doesn't age well. And I concluded the same thing when I was in school as a film studies major, and I said, why are they sacrificing quality to save money with these cheapo effects? And now that I think about it, I think the dumbing down of the special effects was intentional. It was part of visually dumbing us down to blur, real, and fake. I think it's all been by design. Ted Stryker says, you need to get Jake on again. His last vid was awesome. Yes, he does, he's done some great work on sports fakery. A lot of people have a tough time accepting that sports can be rigged. Reality's rigged. You know, it's, it's just like, if they can rig our entire history, if they can write our history in advance, what can't they do? And it might just be a big flex for them. It might be a big joke to them. I'm not saying every play, but outcomes. I mean, and, and who knows? Who knows how much of it is steerable? No one was looking into it critically until recently. Uh, Jake Gibson's work is really cutting edge on this, watching the sports and noting that there's, definitely evidence we talk about the scripting all the time the bizarro rituals with these various celebrities like Damar Hamlin but beyond that the games themselves how riggable, how controllable is it and people are like they're gonna take our guns that's why they're faking events and they get all these explanations and I'm like look they've already taken our minds they're not going to take your guns. You've already been disarmed, in a way that's far beyond what you would be if you didn't have your your fetish weapon. Like it's, I'm not trying to be um, pessimistic about it. I'm just being realistic about it. And the reality of it is, uh, we have been basically born into bondage, as they describe it in the Matrix. Now check this out. Red Maven posted these two images of yay. She says they're trying to make it more obvious with a laughing emoji. Um, look, I don't know how many of you use laughing emojis. I mean, I like emojis. I, I don't have a problem with them. But I've noticed that a lot of the Q and honor types are always throwing these laughing emojis as though it helps them appear to be more certain about their conclusions. And I'm annoyed with laughing emojis just thrown out there when they're wrong about something. So in this case, you're supposed to believe that they replaced Kanye. And all this tells me is that this person knows nothing about camera focal lengths. The fact that they, and this is a consistent thing, people are, like, they did this with Jamie Foxx. Oh, Jamie Foxx has been cloned. No, he had a different camera. And so this is the type of visual literacy I'm talking about. And in this case, uh, this person, who has arrived at the conclusion that Ye is a clone, could not be called a skeptic she might disbelieve in mainstream news automatically, but they automatically believe all of the insanity on X. And then this person said to me, I've done photography for 20 years, and even I can tell you something's not right. I'm like, no way. And to say I've been in photography for 20 years, well, everybody who's 20 years old has done photography for 20 years. Like, that's not even a anything in her favor, but my point of it is, uh, truthers are constantly tricking themselves, tricking each other. They make up propaganda to bolster their claims. Nothing new here. Trutherville is just very, very corrupt, and I think I have said that earlier, and that's why we're breaking away. Uh, we're making sure that we have a firm divide, because we have an ideological, uh, a philosophical difference that cannot be reconciled. They need to come to reality exit the matrix full matrix extraction or stay over there that's pretty much what it is auto hoaxers will be uniting and not only are we uniting as such but we're quarantining for a time so we can purify our doctrines get the auto Hoaxology 101 out there in a new form paperback but we need to have this parallel media become self-aware then we can do damage and when I mean damage, I mean, you've got to think in terms of billions of dollars of damage to mass media narrative infrastructure, just in the costs of damage control, refutation. Who knows what they're going to do? I don't know. I mean, this hasn't been done. We've been looking at fake trutherism, gate-kept, controlled opposition, establishment-friendly counter-narratives for decades. What we're doing is really quite new. Jake the a-hole says, celebs do get replaced quite a bit now, Tim. The original Beyoncé's been replaced. Same with Gwen Stefani. Okay, look, I thought about this. Like, you could take someone like, let's say, Eminem, and you could find five dancers, five uh, performers, who can move like him, who can wear a mask. Like, yeah, he could be replaced. He's definitely replaceable. You know, Elvis impersonators were a thing and still are a thing. And, um, Yeah, I I definitely think that's possible, especially if they're lip syncing, they don't make a lot of appearances. You know, you you could see, maybe he's like, you know, I'm going to retire, but I'm just going to go ahead and sell my image and have it performed, license it. There's an episode of Black Mirror, where Miley Cyrus is the main character, and she's a pop star managed by her aunt. Well, she gets tired of it, she doesn't want to play along, so her aunt just replaces her with an avatar, basically. Jake the a-hole says M&M has been replaced. Well, there's a lot of money in it too. I mean, I don't know if it's sinister. You know, was he killed and replaced, or was there something else? Uh, Michael Jackson, for example, um, is it is it the same person who supposedly died at what 50? At some point, could he have been replaced, absolutely replaceable. You know, fascinatingly, you had that. Uh, the the weekend it comes out on the Super Bowl where all these body doubles are wearing. Bandages, like they just got some kind of facial reconstructive surgery, and this is again the weekend who has that weird series of videos with these um, plastic surgery and head wounds and stuff. But even then, I thought maybe that's kind of a hint as to the you know replaceability of these various uh, pop stars, interchangeability, and it's certainly within the realm of fakeability. Jake the a-hole says, nobody claims Kid Rock has been replaced, so it's not like this conspiracy exists with every celebrity, but many people think Eminem. Yeah, a lot of people think Dave Chappelle, and I think because it's they remember him being funny, which I think it's a conspiracy theory that he ever was funny. It's more likely he was funny to the person that you were back then, because you were probably going along with a lot of uh, default ideas of what was funny at the time. He's a government jester, for the most part. Has he been replaced? Looks like it. I mean, I I couldn't say for sure, but a lot of people believe it. Now, as far as Kid Rock, there is this theory that Kid Rock is um, the Home Alone kid. Yeah, uh, Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin and Kid Rock. I don't see it, but... Yes, Jake the hole says, did you see the video I posted with the child Christ actor in KC who claims to have been shot? Yeah, I watched that video. I have it bookmarked here somewhere. And this kid is like talking about how he was shot. He's smiling, he's laughing like the bullet went a millimeter from his heart. And they show his wound and it's a grazing on the edge of his arm. Kind of reminds me of that shooting at the bowling alley in Perry, Iowa, where the, the person who was shot was some child. And she's smiling at the camera, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm not dead. I got grazed." And she's holding a bowling ball that looks like a globe, just like the globe bowling ball that Michael Moore is carrying on Bowling for Columbine. But we had examined these things. Like both these events have these child actors that come out, and that's just a bad idea in the first place. Like the person hasn't been convicted yet. You don't know if there's multiple shooters who knows you know you don't know the whole story so the idea that you would take a witness and put them on TV and make them into a a a celebrity a a viral video is crazy it's like well now if the person like let's say Nick Cruz had an alibi which he does but the media ignored it if Nick Cruz got out he would know every single person who saw him who could potentially you know get him in trouble so it's just strange to me. And, and and finally, minors shouldn't be talking to the news about massacres they've witnessed. It means their parents signed a waiver. Jake the A-hole says, Dave has been replaced. Need to compare some old Dave and new Dave. Watch the four-hour comedy special where he talks about Lincoln being killed in Ford Theater. That's what I would have to see. I would have to watch his body language and see if I take anything off of it because I think he's kind of leaden these days, like really rehearsed every move, and, and it does seem somewhat contrived. You also have to account for you know, plastic surgery and all this stuff as well. Kevin Morin says, Donnie Darko and Back to the Future numbers adding up to the eclipse date. Well, you know what's worth exploring here are the connections between Donnie Darko, leave the world behind, and the Eclipse X date, which is 4-8. Fascinating connections. The map with the X through it. Matt Perry's death date and his character's birth date. There's quite a lot there, but that movie has a number of fascinating Donnie Darko tie-ins. But these, these various events and these uh, child actors are just indicators of how, I think you have to be born into these families, they gotta be connected. It's unbelievable what they're doing. Now, what they didn't do, is they didn't bring out rubber surgical training dolls, and wave them around for the cameras. Like, why didn't they do that? They have the technology. Just order up 11, I think that was 11, um, little rubber toddlers, cover them in theatrical blood, and fake cry for the cameras. Do and Paris says, Bill Jones just turned 50. Come on, we know you're 63. Yeah, that's one of the things. If Bill Hicks is Alex Jones, there's a good 13-year discrepancy. In fact, he recently admitted this, like the other day. He said the truth of it is, his name is, I think it's David Winston, and he played the role of Bill Hicks and Alex Jones. He's always... Bringing this up, like nobody would talk about it if he didn't bring it up. Oh, interesting. Jake the A-hole says YouTube shut off my comments on the video with the actor kid. See, I thought you shut off the comments, and I noticed you didn't say very much, so I thought you were playing it safe. But the fact that they shut the comments off means they're watching. Mango says wasn't a kid shot at the mega church in Houston. That's the recent one at Joel Olstein's. Is it Joe Olstein or Joel Austin? Now I'm not Mandela affected. I don't care. That's the difference. Smoky the Bear, Smoky Bear, I don't care. None of these none of these matter to me. The fact that I don't know if it's Joel or Joe, Austin or Olstein, does not mean reality shifted and I'm in denial of it. It means that these are ambiguous names. If you look at the logo, the L could be on the Joe or the Austin. It's ambiguous. And moreover, it's like definitely not connected to reality shifting. Just Occam's razor. I'm like, come on, you, this logo is too ambiguous. You can't even make that case. Have any of you seen this? Do you know what I'm talking about? Because his his church was shot up, Joel Olstein. He came out laughing, full-blown Robbie Parker mode happy and delighted to have a psyop at his church. And if anybody was going to play the Antichrist or even Satan in a movie, I would think Joel Olstein. I mean, this is like central casting. But look at his logo. I'll see if I can find one for you here. And you'll see that the name Joe, here it is. And notice how he writes it. It's like, J-O and then L-E-L, which is Saturn, who they really worship. So it looks like it says Joe, because Joe is contained within the circle. And is that a triple six on the left? I don't want to hyperanalyze it right now, but to me, I see the name Joe. Uh, so we will see Joel. So if you look at the circle dividing the two, you do see Joe and Joel. That is undeniably ambiguous. Then you see Austin. Well, the way I'd read, read this thing is Joel Alstein. I mean, it's again, this is not a Mandela Effect, I'm sorry. Or if it is a Mandela Effect, it's a Mandela Effect in the sense that Mandela Effects are misconceptions. And that's really what it comes down to, misconceptions. Sigirl says, producing and broadcasting snuff videos of silicone baby dolls as TV news is, is, is inflammatory as hell. It's blood liable to fake something like that. Ninth commandment, bearing false witness. Oh yeah, look, they're the scummiest. I mean, look, the people at the top of this inherited the structure, the power structure that they're operating. This thing has been in operation for a very, very long time. But the bottom rung actors who are participating in these events. Yeah, that's pretty scummy um, activity there. You know, bearing false witness, calling the other people a bunch of baby killers. It's as bad as it can get. Okay, so it is Joel. All right, let's see what else we have here. I'm gonna go through my notes. Minds.com slash Infinite Plane Society. We already talked about Barron Trump, Time Traveler, QAnon Magazine for Children. We have an audio here, Alex Jones and David Icke. I'm going to skip that for now. Uh, David Icke has been on this kick lately where he's calling out the fake alt media. But to me, it's just kettle pot. It doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, raw Alerts. Also posted the news is not real so just to kind of bring it back to this really quick here there's a concerted effort to drown out auto hoaxing to drown out Metascript breakdown to ridicule those who are calling out the fact that the news is simulated and scripted and written in advance so the finer point on this is here is this it's simply that the news is real it's as real as Mandela effects are real but Mandela effects are not what Mandela affected think they are. They're misconceptions. The news is real, but it's not what news consumers think it is. It's a prefabricated reality TV version of history being played out on the world stage. It's worldview formation. It's not real reportage. So they're trying to bury this probably in advance of what we're gonna do because we haven't really made it a secret that our objective is to take this think tank, consolidate it, purify it, and then metastasize it, and then see how far it can go. Cygirl says, Eddie Bravo nailed David Icke on the Apollo 11 moonwalks. Okay, I'm gonna to have to go back and watch that. He says he hasn't looked into it. You know, that's the same thing that James Fetzer said because he has a whole book on debunking Apollo 11. I'm like, have you looked into the space station? He's like, no. I'm like That's weird. But he believes in it. You see? That's a problem. He debunks this one shooting, but he believes the next one. That's a problem. Uh, that means that they haven't undergone the paradigm shift. They're still auto-believers, but they selectively adopt skepticism. But only with some obvious events. And that's where truthers are. They're auto-believers who are selectively skeptical about certain approved events that you're allowed to be skeptical about. What we pro-offer here is skepticism as a stable philosophical posture. Every single news story, whether it's inconsequential or some big, explosive, spectacular event, every single one is approached with skepticism. It's not selective skepticism, which doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah, look into it, Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo has been pretty good about bringing up uncomfortable topics around people who don't want to hear them. Uh, That's for sure. Jake says, Eddie Bravo is an actor tied back to Rogan. Bravo did a stream with ODD and David Weiss a couple years ago. Is ODD still in jail for the... Was it meth? I mean, look... All of the major popular flat earth channels, for some reason, a lot of them aren't aren't around anymore. Jail, drugs, death, fake deaths, all over the place. Alright, this has been great. This is Chief Crow and the Flat Earth Worms Auto Hoax. um, We'll be back live very soon. I just wanted to start earlier today and kind of catch up on things. But we're going to get back onto our regular schedule. And I'm also working on a number of... Uh, shorter videos on a lot of topics Uh, Jake says I know ODD is locked up but I don't know for sure you know what we should do is we should do a where are they now like there needs to be a documentary where are all of the various flat earthers from 2015 to 2018 where do they all go and just do kind of a retrospective it'd be interesting to see what have they arrived at have any of them gone back they say once you've gone flat you never go back. I've heard that a few times. It may not be true. You know, do we have any who've gone back to the comforting delusion of the spinning ball in space? Honestly, I wish I could believe that. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind it. Like, it's just, it's easy. It's like, it'd be nice to know that everything's been discovered, they've figured it all out, we can trust them on the big picture and just focus on our lives. But no. Oh, yeah, um, math is now power or clay. And he's selling, he's actually selling the flat earth, which is genius. You know, so many people are trying to market this. They're trying to own it. Bible flat earthers, creating churches around it. And then here you have, um, math comes out and he's like, I'm just going to sell the flat earth. And he bags it and sells it as some kind of, uh, I guess it's a skin treatment and a hair dye and a toothpaste. It's like the all purpose mud. I've checked it out, looks interesting, haven't tried it myself. Alright, this has been great. We'll be back and sign up for the newsletter. I'll put a link below.
1: I'm on. me. Telecommunications Act of 1996.
0: 96,
1: yeah. Gonna filter your eyes and scrub your